Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show where we get up close and personal with amazing rising artists. And as always, every day we have a great artist for you. And today we have Bethany Caudill. And, you know, she's really rising and stuff, and we look forward to hearing from her. Bethany, are you here? Yes, I am. How How is it in your neck of the woods right now with all this craziness going on? <laughs> Oh wow, I'm telling you, it's it's insane. <laughs> Actually, everybody's staying at home or supposed to be staying at home mm-hmm. uh, except for the essential workers who are out there on the front lines, you know. But uh what's what's funny is what Sandy and I do it in the evenings um to help us stay afloat while we build our yeah. media company is we're, we never thought we would cons- be considered um, essential workers, but we are now. Um, we we do food mm-hmm. delivery. And we <laughs> enjoy doing that. Yes, but we never thought it would be considered <laughs> essential. <laughs> I understand. You're, you're a very important person, you know. You uh, trying to help them. other people stay mm-hmm. home so that they could stay in and stay safe. Yep. Yeah. So as we get started here, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, and some hobbies you like to do outside of music. Okay. Uh, I uh, I live in southwest Missouri. Uh, I've lived most of my life in the Ozarks. Um, oh, wow. Just a little in the Ozarks, uh, close to Branson, Missouri. Everybody knows Branson. Oh, uh, yes. I'm, I'm about an hour from Branson mm. in, a, in a little town. I lived in a little town called Ava, A-V-A, Missouri. <laughs> and it had like about 3,000 people is all they have. But uh, that's where I grew up and where I've done a lot of singing from when I was a young girl in church singing. Mm. That was my first stage, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I moved on to do other things, you know, other special events. And, and I've sung in bluegrass gospel bands, country bands, variety <laughs> bands, you know. And uh, in school, I was in mixed chorus, and I enjoyed that. And, of course, singing in church, I've had a lot of experience mm-hmm. doing harmony and lead. And then as I was a young girl about 12 years old, uh, I took up guitar. My dad, he played, <laughs> and I I learned how to play by ear. Oh wow! Uh, I don't read music, but I can I can tell when the notes go up or down, and I know you know F A C E and every good boy does fine, you know all that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but <laughs> everything is done, you know, pretty much for me by ear, or I'll get a yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. A song will come to me, and then I'll start working on it, and boom, there it is. But I Definitely have uh, lived in, in Missouri most of my life. I've lived a little bit in California and Illinois, mm-hmm. but uh, most of my life's been Missouri. That's really awesome. So what are some things you like to do outside of music? Cause in this day and time, oh. it's good to be <laughs> Uh, you got some artists that say that well, my music is my hobby, and sometimes I think that's a can be a negative because you get burned out. So, what are some things you like yeah. to do outside of music? Oh, what I like to do outside of music, I like to go down 
you know, country roads and and look at scenery. I love the mountains. Oh, yes. Yesterday, yesterday I seen an eagle out in the wild. Mm. Oh, just wow. Driving, you know, just driving down the road. <laughs> There's this eagle mm-hmm. sitting there. Pictures of him. He was beautiful. He, you know, his white head was was just glowing up there, you know. And mm-hmm. but oh, wow. I oh, love water. Awesome. I love water. I love I love movies. I like to go to the movies. I'm a big movie mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. and just kind of get away from everything. And and I like all kinds of movies. You know, I like love stories. I like. Uh, uh, Horror movies. I like westerns. I like, I like about every kind of movie. You know, yeah. it's just a, mm-hmm. it's an escape. You know, uh, the is. last movie mm-hmm. I saw was uh, I Still Believe, and funny <laughs> thing about it is, uh, the very next day after I went to the movie, they you know closed the theater until further <laughs> notice. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we we were that's one we that were wanting morning. to see. Yeah, and, then we, we, and we seen that it was on it was on on demand on our cable, but they wanted twenty. I'm like, I'm not paying twenty bucks to see a movie. I'll wait till it gets free. <laughs> I mean, if it had been a the, theater, that's different. You know, if you're going to theater, that's different. Yeah, because the experience <laughs> of the theater. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a big for me to see it, but it was well worth it. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. You know, it. Uh, I think awesome. I like a lot of good Christian movies too. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. really good. Oh yes. Uh, just like Mercy Me song. Uh, you know. So what's awesome? So what's Go something? Ahead. You know, I always like to have the guests relax a little bit and just have fun because that's what our whole show is about—just fun but serious too. What's something quirky yeah. about you that people would find interesting? Something quirky about me. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> hmm. Uh, let's see. A lot of times I like to wear hats, you know, just mm-hmm. for fun. Just to <laughs> go out wearing a hat, you know. And, yeah. and I might have one that's uh, one time might be a ball cap. It might be a leather ball cap, and the next time it might be a, you know, a sequin hat. Mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, sometimes I like to wear a hat. I don't know. It's just a, it's just fun. <laughs> so, yeah. what age did you get the music bug where you were like, you know what, this is what I want to do? I would say at an early age when. Uh, you know, our family, a lot of them are musical and played instruments, cousins, mm-hmm. parents, grandparents. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had a cousin who sounded a lot like Waylon Jennings, and I kind of looked up to him as mm-hmm. a role model. And he he had a band, and I thought that was so cool, you know. <laughs> and and I was like, you know, in high school, and, and we went – to visit him in Iowa, me and my parents, and he invited me to sing with him and his band. They were performing at a uh, Buffalo Days, you know, downtown, and mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. You know, I was just like 18, 
It was so much fun, you know, and I got to sing harmony with him and got to sing my own song. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of thought, yes. I love this. This is fun, <laughs> you know, and people <laughs> enjoy it. And I enjoy it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I think, where it started is just, you know, being with my cousin yeah. and getting the opportunity, you know, to see what it was like. And that's yeah. all it took. Because yeah, they say that when, when you get on that stage, that, that either you know this is what you're supposed to do, and if you don't know, usually it's not what you're supposed to do. Because they say you know. It's, 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 everybody we've talked to, said that first time on stage, <laughs> they yeah. just mm-hmm. knew this is what they wanted to do. That's true. That's true. Usually, you know, the first song is the hardest. Once yeah. you get past the first mm-hmm. song, you got made in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just like with our, our show. Um, it started January 3rd. And I remember, mm-hmm. now we've done interviews in the past, but we never like made it a format type interview like we're doing now. <laughs> so it was mm-hmm. January 3rd we started the interview. And our first guest ever was Ashlyn Grace, really great Nashville singer. And we were, mm-hmm. um, and my biggest fear, I was telling Sandy, I was like, man, my big, because again, with technology, you just don't know how it's going to be, how it's going to, it was our first time using mm-hmm. the software that we're using that we're right now. So I didn't know how that was going to come out because I never used this before. And I was like, my, mm-hmm. my biggest fear was not the talking part. It's like, I, if it goes dead, I can usually find something to talk about. Talking is not my, talking in fact sometimes become my weak point because I talk too much. <laughs> um, but but I knew that would be a no problem. My biggest fear mm-hmm. was that the show cuts out in the middle of an interview, and I yeah, guess something we God, can't control. And I guess God yes. heard me because I guess God figured, okay, if that's your biggest fear for this show, let's go in and make it happen on your first show to get that out of oh, the way, no. to get that fear. Because we're in, the, we're in the middle of the interview. We're about three, four, mm-hmm. five minutes in, and uh-huh. it's blank. And Sandy comes uh-huh. running into the room and says, what, what, happened? what happened? I'm all, I don't know. Yeah, like I and, can't then, and then Ashlyn private messaged me. says, um, I think I got kicked off the show or something. I'm like, we're trying to figure out what's wrong. It's about mm-hmm. three minutes, two, three minutes in, and all of us dialed back in. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked from that point on. And the funniest mm-hmm. part to that is not only has it never happened since, uh-huh. I, a friend of mine who's a, who's a blog talk master, as he calls himself, because he's been, he's been on this same um, platform for like five years. There's, this, there's nothing about this platform we don't know. And I told him what happened. He goes, mm-hmm. I have never heard of that happening. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and it had to happen on our first show. <laughs> so, so, so I always joke that, you know what, I guess God heard me. That's my biggest fear, so let's get that fear out the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good that it's done and, and you, you made it through it. You know? well, yes, and we, we did. did. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the so who it's kind of like so an artist when you're on stage singing, you know, and then yeah. and then yeah. they forget the words. What are you going to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Main, you know, the main thing right. is you just keep singing even if you repeat yourself the verse again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. 
<laughs> that's just like we've seen some people singing, and all of a sudden, all the power goes out. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. We've seen it at our church. I think I think that happened not long ago at our church where everything was it going is. good and bam, you know. And we, and we go to out. a nine, mm-hmm. eight thousand people church, so we're a big church, and just everything oh, went my. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but they kept going. The preacher rolled with it. <laughs> oh, so growing up, so growing up, who were some of your musical influences? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was, you know, pretty big into country and pop. I, I enjoyed Dolly Parton and oh, yeah. that, mm-hmm. and uh, Loretta Lynn, mm-hmm. uh, Merle Haggard. I really loved Merle Haggard's country. Oh, wow. You know, everything yeah, he's he good. did. Yes. And, and I would do harmony with my dad and and my cousin, when they would do any Merle songs or Willie mm-hmm. Nelson songs or George Jones, you know, back when the classic country was in there, you know, I, I grew up on a lot of that classic country music. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it all. But I also yeah. had a little twist there of, you know, Linda Ronstadt. I really liked hers, you know, Silver Threads and Golden mm-hmm. Needles. You know, I thought that is one rocking song. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, also, I like the Judds, you know, their music. I like yeah. all of their music. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, what are some moments where you can look back on your career so far in your life and you're like, wow, I got to do that in music? Some of my moments. Let's see. Uh, when my hometown, they had a sesquicentennial, which is like 150 years mm-hmm. since they have been, and I got to sing at that, and I thought that is really, really cool. Oh, cool. And I got to sing at that along with my graduation in high school. I was chosen as one of the uh, altos in a mm-hmm. sextet. They had two soprano, two alto, two tenor, and two bass. And yeah. I was chosen out of the complete school as an alto, and I thought, that is so cool. But, hmm. you know, I had to sing in front of everybody in the gym, and I thought, wow, you know, this is this is awesome. And it about makes mm-hmm. your knees knock, you know, some of these things. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. since then, I've done other things, you know. In, in Nashville, I've got to sing in places in Nashville. I sang in Branson, Missouri, in three different music shows. Elvis and the Superstars, which mm-hmm. was impersonators, you know. And mm-hmm. I got to sing, you know, back at the Elvis impersonator, which, you know, <laughs> that is pretty cool there. <laughs> I love his music. I love Elvis' music. I grew yeah, up in yeah, that So I got a little bit of, you know, Elvis and, and you know, rock and roll and classic country and and I like the mm-hmm. blues too. You know, I'm just kind of uh, <laughs> kind of all mixed together. And yeah. I like gospel, mm-hmm. gospel also. So yeah. mm-hmm. I, I like several genders of music. Yeah, that is really awesome. So um, 
now I always like to flip, you know, once people talk about a little bit of the good stuff, I always like to flip the script a little bit and let's go the other way. You know, I want, you know, and, and I do this part of the show because I think I want the audience to understand the sacrifices and the struggles that artists go through because most times they don't know that. They just, they just look at the artists and all that, mm-hmm. and I want to get the struggles out there and to show you where I'm going with this. Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and one of the questions I asked her was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And her answer surprised me. It was this. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from somebody who's full-time, because she was full-time in music. So she said, mm-hmm. if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, Go do that and just keep music as a hobby. And she explains, she goes, once you go full-time, it's a game-changer. She goes, it becomes your job. It be, some, she said, sometimes it even becomes a rut, even though it's your passion. But you could have a death in the family today, but if you've got a gig tonight, you've got to be on that stage and smiling. It doesn't matter. Your, your, your mm-hmm. feelings don't matter when you've got a gig. So, so you, you have to sacrifice your body. You have to sacrifice your mind. You have to sacrifice so much. She said that she went on to say that we have to eat different because, you know, being on two, three, four-hour stages, you can't just um, eat anything you want. And you have to get to that point to, to where you're making all kinds of sacrifices because your family has to sacrifice along with you. This ain't, this ain't an artist thing. It's a family thing where, even if they're not part of it. So – that's where I want to go, the kind of sacrifices and, what, and your thoughts on what Allison is saying. Now, she did say, if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because it's the only way you'll make it. That's true. I got to say that that is true. You got to have something on the side, you know. Uh, music, a lot of artists, you know, that's their love and their passion. But a lot of times if you have family, you know, especially young ones. Uh, in my case, I had three children, mm-hmm. and and I had to, you know, work two and three jobs because I was a uh, single parent. And uh, oh, wow. my, husband, my husband at the time left me for the woman he worked with. So, you know, I had to continue working and taking care mm-hmm. of my family. And I loved music, and I would sing any chance I could, but I would have to work my schedule, you know, at my job, you know, put yeah. in early so that I could be off to do that gig. But that's really tough, you know. But yeah. If, if you love it, you will find a way. You will find yeah, a way. exactly. And uh, you don't give up. You you can't give up. You have to just keep mm-hmm. on keeping on. Well, since then, I've got my family raised, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still working, but I'm also singing, and I've, you know, recently, you know, made a new album in, in uh, Memphis, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's doing well, and got the record label, Nashville Entertainment Weekly Records, and they've really, you know, they've helped me a lot and put me out there in different uh, venues to play, and and going, everything's going really well. So sometimes yeah. you have to kind of put your put your um, your dreams on on a back burner, mm-hmm. and and deal with life, and then work it in 
wherever you can. You know, do yeah. a gig here and one there wherever you can until you get that freedom where you can, you know, go all out. But it's, yeah. it's a tough business. Sense. It's really, uh, really a tough business. You know, even like in Branson, Missouri, when I was in those shows, there's like over a hundred different shows that people can go and uh, enjoy. You know, there's not just one mm-hmm. big theater. I yeah. mean, there's there's yeah. over a hundred. So you know, there's a lot of competition in the music business. You know. Yeah. So you just have to do the best you can, and uh, you know, a lot of praying. God help me get through this. <laughs> You know, and see what's for you, you know. And I, and I do a lot of things on God to help me, you know, get through what I got to get through, you know, mm-hmm. with my jobs mm-hmm. and with music. And yeah. that's what's made me. That's what's made me strong. And, you know, now it's probably even it's harder for artists because with this whole virus thing going around, you know, you yes. the money, the money mm-hmm. was in the shows. Oh, so yeah. that's dried up right for now. Right. It's really hard for artists right now. And you'll see on Facebook that a lot of major artists are just uh, donating their time and singing, mm-hmm. you know, on Facebook or whatever to get, you know, to, yep. to, mm-hmm. connect, too. to connect with the audience. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, are even sitting out tip jars you know the uh, new artists yep. that are coming up, mm-hmm. to try which to is make smart, it. which is really yeah. smart because because a lot of people don't realize the sac- that although it's a big sacrifice you all make, but money wise it's a really big sacrifice because because even if you're a mid range artist, the odds of you right. breaking even are slim. It's 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 many years mm-hmm. down the road before pe- artists really break even, and that so, you know you're pumping more money into your artistry, getting out of it. So you have to keep going and keep going and keep going. And, you know, yeah. like with us, with the whole show here, you know, we run New Country Media, which is mm-hmm. um, which is part of, which the Chris and Sandy show is part of. And, you know, mm-hmm. we make no money with none of this right now. But our goal is one day to be like a Bobby Bones or a Ty Bentley show, you know. Yeah. Or Nights with Elena. That, you know, so mm-hmm. we got this That's goal, goal. But we have to, we yeah. have to build this yes. audience base around our show so that eventually we, it'll get to where we can have sponsors and all that. But we've always agreed mm-hmm. that we wouldn't like, you know, some, there are some websites that will charge artists and all that for things. We've always agreed from the beginning, we're not charging up and coming artists no. for things because we, we, mm-hmm. we want to build a brand based on um, our belief that we, that we can bring sponsors in down the road. So, so mm-hmm. we're just like y'all artists where you don't know when the next dollar is going to come in. <laughs> so we get where y'all are coming from because we're just doing this, doing this. We do side gigs to stay afloat Thank while we you build our going. brand. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, you put a lot of money into it, and you keep doing it down the road for years and years. And there's a lot of folks. There's a lot of talented people in this world, let me tell you. Yep, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yes. you, you might make it big one day, but there's going to be somebody on your heels, right behind you, coming up. You know, that's uh, mm-hmm. you know going to come and, and sweep you off your feet, and then they'll be <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> the biggest thing. You know, 
and see, this is why. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is why I think that I got the best advice I could ever give. And, and, and this doesn't just go for our show. I think this goes for artists, too, and this is where people miss sometimes. I, I, before we started our show, I asked a friend of mine who understands what we're doing, what advice would you give us as, as we begin this crazy journey into this mm-hmm. hosting interviews and stuff? And he said, um, the biggest advice I can give is be off. And he said, here's why. He says, I know you look up to like Bobby Bones and Ty Bentley and stuff. He goes, let's just use Bobby Bones. He says, let's say you learn every Bobby Bones joke and stuff. So you're doing it on mm-hmm. your show. And let's say that you get a following. He says, the day's going to come when your mask that you're wearing will come off and your authentic self will come out. He says, you will lose mm-hmm. your entire audience because they're, because they're attracted to your fakeness. So when you're all, yeah. he says, if, if you're authentic from the beginning, the right audience will come and you won't have to worry about that. True. You got to be yourself. Be yourself 100%, you know, from the beginning to the end. I totally agree with that, you know, because. Yeah, uh, someone uh, called me Wendy. Excuse me? <laughs> Uh, you know, recently <laughs> one of the interviews I did, I went to their page and somebody commented on their on their stat. Uh, they mm-hmm. go, "Oh, great interview," but the host yeah. was Wendy. Was Wendy, and I had to ask Sandy. <laughs> I told Sandy, uh, "What does that mean?" <laughs> and she yeah. said, "Oh, it means it means um, you you you're long winded. You talk long." I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm okay with that." Because that's who I am. You're fine with that. I'm, I'm being authentic. You are, this but is that's me. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry about it. As long as you're being yourself, you know, you can please <laughs> some people some of the time, but you can't please all the time. All the time. You know, this, is, this is true. But we're going to – and, you know, that's why I think that was great advice about being yourself, and I think it's perfect for artists. I think I've seen a lot of artists get out there – and they're and then how about the young ones now? They're like they want yeah. they want to be the Carrie or the Miranda or the Blake, yeah. so they try to yeah. mimic them as best they can. Instead of saying, uh-huh. "Look, I can emulate that artist and still be myself." Right. It's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to emulate. It's not okay right. to yeah. become. You know. Yeah. But yeah there's only going to be one Carrie Underwood and. And one, you know, mm-hmm. little land, and that's, that's like right. myself. I I love Winona Judd, and I've been told that I look a lot like her and I sound a lot like her. But well, there's only mm-hmm. one Winona Judd, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mm-hmm. appreciate that, and it's a compliment mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to performing, I like to be me. You know, you like I have it. my yes. own stuff. I'm my own person. Yep. But, you can uh, only be you can only be a second class someone else. You can and be a first class yeah. you. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. And you, you know, know you we're, coming can, the, we're coming to the we're coming to the point in our. You can give a tribute to that person, and yep. uh, mm-hmm. that's great. But like I said, there's only going to be one George Jones or one Loretta Lynn. And exactly, you know, that's it. Yeah, but I have a cousin who who does Rod Stewart, like in the Legend yeah. Show. Oh, he's wow. an oh awesome, yeah, 
awesome, Rod Stewart. And he looks just like him and sounds just like him. But, <laughs> you know, when it comes right down to it, he's not him, you know. Just like yeah. when mm-hmm. I done the Judd, you know, I could I could mimic her. I play guitar, actually, like she does. I even have a guitar mm-hmm. similar to hers. The same, uh, you know, brand, a Gibson J200. But it's not the same color, you know, but it sounds yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I prefer to play. But, uh, exactly. like I said, I, you know, I love Winona, I love the Judd, and I love their music. And, uh, but when it comes down to performing, I would prefer to be me, you know. And that's a good way to be. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. good. So, so we're going to take a small break, and then um, okay. when we come back, we're going to play your song, and then we'll talk about that song. How's that? Sounds wonderful. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
So where where'd that song come from? What inspired it? Okay, that was uh, inspired by a uh, a true breakup recently. I had had a true oh, wow. breakup with a guy I was, uh, you know, really uh, head over heels over, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it, the words just came out one night, and I just started writing them down, and <laughs> and it's, it's a classic, classic country song, you know. We got the mm-hmm. the steel in there, and we got the dobro, and and uh, you know it just it just I even sang harmony on that song with myself. <laughs> that was me doing the lead and the harmony parts, and uh, it just turned out to be a, a wonderful song. You know, it's one of those uh, sad ballads that. Most everybody can, you know, identify with because we've all had our heart broken by somebody that we we dearly loved, you know, at one time yeah. or other in our life. So we can kind of identify with that song. And that's you how a lot of funny? things come up, you know, is life things that's happened. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny is, um, of course, I've had my heart broken, but, but even though Sandy was 25, I was her first boyfriend. Well, there so you go. she's never had a relationship heartbroken. Oh wow! <laughs> and we've been married now seventeen years. Yeah. Well, congratulations! <laughs> That's awesome. Well, she oh, hasn't missed anything because there ain't anything any worse than having your heart broke. Let me tell you. You know. Now you get yep, you and get that, somebody your heart, you know, and then they just kind of yep. step on it and and and. Uh, and that's what happened to me, you know. That's where the song came from. That's the only good thing that happened from that relationship was that song. <laughs> and I'm glad I did that. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, 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 and that's one thing we love about the songwriters that we interview, because they're authentic in their music. You know, yes, most of that. most of their music is their life. Right. And it's true. And that's the difference between a singer and artist, because a singer just sings. An artist makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And songs that from the heart make you feel. That have never written songs, you know. Somebody told me one time that uh, um, Tom Jones, you know, he has Mm -hmm. a lot of hits that he sang, but he never wrote a song in his life. And there's a lot of artists who have never written a song, but, you know, they've become big by singing other people's songs. And, and, you know, and sometimes an artist, and, and it takes a special talent to do that too because, Again, to be vulnerable, it usually takes your mm-hmm. own song. But there are some artists that they could take someone else's song and be vulnerable in the song. So it can still work, but I but we really love the artists that write music. It's just it's such a powerful thing. It is. And most of the songs, you know, they all have a story. There's, there's a story yep. in there. You know, we can listen to a melody and really like a melody. And not even know what the song's about, you know. But then yep. when you really listen to that song and get that message out of that song, you know, it takes a whole new um, thing there to you. You know, it's like, wow, it's more powerful then. Exactly. But there is a message in every song if you just listen <laughs> to it, you know. And that's what makes country music country. You, know, you, you can look at all the genres <laughs> out there. 
And they all have their pluses and minuses, but to, to us, what makes country music is the story. Right. Yes, right. And most artists, when they write those songs, it's like you said, it's something that's happened in their life, you know, or it's an idea, you know, something mm-hmm. close, to, close to their heart. And um, that's the best songs, you know, that come out. Yeah. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about with them? Let's see. Trying to think here. There's a gentleman in Springfield, Missouri, that wrote um, Blue Kentucky Girl. Johnny... Let me think of his name. I think he's passed away now, but uh, mm. he wrote, you know, uh, some great songs. But I think mm-hmm. who I would really like to be with would be Dolly Parton. That yeah, woman, that would be cool. she has written so many wonderful songs and Coat of Many Colors, you know, that song I've sung mm-hmm. it, you know, stage different places, you know, nursing homes, fairs, whatever. Uh, She she is just awesome. She's written so many songs. I would love to be with her and, uh, you know, write some songs, any kind of songs. You know, (laughs) love songs. It didn't matter what it would be. (laughs) It would be so great. (laughs) I mean, she's just really quite the entertainer. And I've always wondered how she could play guitar with those long nails. I would love to ask her that. So because we're a family show, we always let our little boy ask a question to each artist. He loves this part. You know, he gets to ask yeah. one question to each, to each artist. So he's about <laughs> to come on and ask his little question. He's eight, he's eight years old, and we got a one-year-old, but she's, when, when she gets older, we hope to have her also included into our show. Oh, yes, here's awesome. Christopher. He's so excited. <laughs> All right. Hi, Bestie. What's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Yep. Let's see. I would have to say I love ice cream. That's one mm. of my favorite things is ice cream. <laughs> ice cream is yogurt. Chocolate is the best. I love chocolate. So whether it's yogurt or ice cream, give me the chocolate flavor because that's what I like. <laughs> and what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Pizza, he loves huh? pizza. Oh, pizza's great. I love mm-hmm. pizza too. Yeah, he could eat it. He could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Bye. Oh. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you for the question. He, he, yeah, he's quick he with his question. <laughs> he comes and goes quick. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they grow fast. But as he He's gets older, we hope so. Really fast, so watch out because they'll they'll grow up on you. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's eight, and it's hard to believe that you know eight years have already gone. You know. Yeah. Because we kind of waited until okay. a little later in our life to have kids. Because you know I'm 48, and I've got an eight-year-old and a one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, you're going to have your hands full for a while. <laughs> I yep. actually, oh, I've yes. <laughs> yeah, I have a boy and two girls, and uh, I wait kind of like to have mine also. I think mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, in my 30s, early 30s. So, you know, it can be done. It can be done. So <laughs> They'll keep us young. <laughs> yep. They do. They keep you young. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it, it's funny, all of my friends have kids that are going into college, and we're and we've got a one year old. So you know, I was like, and oh, eight year old again. Right. You got a long one to go till college time, but <clears> oh yeah, <laughs> kids make life worth living. You know, most they, they really, yeah, they are so, a blessing. Oh yeah, as you know. So, so as you as you know, they uh, t- it takes a team to make the artist look good. You know, a lot of fans they they see the artist, but they don't see behind the scenes. Tell us a few stories of people that stepped up um, that said, you know what, I believe in you, and they've helped you go to a new level. Tell, tell us a bit about a team around you. I mean, it could be about Jill and them. They're awesome people. Yes. Well, Jill and TJ, I gotta say is. Is part of the team who have put me out there and got me played on the radio, and I don't know how many different states and even countries, Australia, the Netherlands, and you know I've even been played in New York. I've never even been to New York, but it is so awesome that wow. my music has been played there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know Wisconsin, Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri, Arkansas, New Hampshire. It just goes on and on. But I also mm-hmm. have a friend who who introduced me to TJ and uh, mm-hmm. Jill. And she, abs- she has a show, a blog talk show, and she's a psychic. And, uh, oh, wow. And she, she uh, has been a big inspiration. She's one of my biggest fans. And um, she has her own radio show like you all do and I think she's had it like uh, 12 years so you know she's done really well and uh, but she has you know kind of like been my manager and Mm -hmm. and found places Mm -hmm. for me to play and Mm -hmm. really put me out there you know yeah She, she went with me when I recorded my album and uh but she's been a very big help and her name is Amanda Dowell. Hmm. And she is originally cool. from Knoxville, Tennessee, I believe. Uh so I think she was born there. But uh she's been a big help. She's put me on her, her radio show and and got me hooked up with Jill and T J and you know, and has really All been connected. out there and doing a lot of videos for me, you know. Anything I mm-hmm. ask her, she's willing to help, and and I appreciate that. She's she's a big help in the team. And I've got some videos, actually, on YouTube of my music, and mm-hmm. she put that together. She put that together. She oh, got people cool. And we went to St. Louis, Missouri, and... Uh, we we uh, recorded videos of my songs and they turned out really well. 
So I got to take my hat off to her. She's been a big help. And of course, my family's been supportive. Uh, my mother and my aunt and, you know, my dad and, and mm-hmm. my cousin. And my, uh, like I told you earlier, I had a, a musical family. A lot of them play yeah. instruments, you know, mm-hmm. piano, guitar, fiddle, banjo. Um, I actually had a second cousin who went and recorded with uh, the Carter family, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, she's she's passed away and gone now, but in the early 50s, she was recording with the, the Carter family, and that was before I was even born. So, you know, that's, that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. But I am really blessed that I'm in a family, you know, we have music and every holiday, you know, like Christmas time or Easter or any holiday, we'd all get together and circle the piano at, at my grandparents' house and we'd all sing, mm-hmm. you know, and there's nothing better than than being with family, you know, and, you know, all your cousins and yeah. aunts and uncles and grandparents and your parents and just sing and everybody had their own part they would sing and their own instrument mm. they would bring. and <laughs> that was good days you know the good old days i call it yeah <laughs> but a lot of them, you know a lot of them now are are gone and my grandparents are gone and and uh some of my other family members are gone but but they all love music and i have a another cousin who plays in a an Opry show, you know, a local Opry show. Uh, it's called O'Field Opry. He plays banjo, mm-hmm. and he's in that show every week. So that's that's cool, you know. That we have that uh, we have that music in us that we can share with others, and that's really what mm-hmm. it's about. We yeah. we got we need to share that with others that talent. We all have a talent. Some have a talent for cooking. Some have mm-hmm. a talent like you do for speaking on the radio. You know, that takes a lot of guts. <laughs> there, when I first started singing, I was, you know, really afraid to speak on stage, you know, because I didn't know what mm-hmm. I would say to do. And, uh, but if you have that talent where you can communicate with others, that's a talent, you know, and there's yeah. some – some women have a talent for cooking and sewing. Me, I wasn't blessed with the sewing part. I'm just lucky I can <laughs> sing. <laughs> it was so important, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, a big fan of that. Yeah. But thank God we all have our talents and we can all share them, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so if you had a magic wand, let's say. And um, what you're about to say would come true. Where would you be in five years? And the reason I'm asking that is that five years ago, in fact, February made five years that we asked the same question to Kelsey Ballerini when we got to interview her. And mm-hmm. the, exact, the exact answer she gave us is basically what she's living right now. And so we think that's pretty cool. So I always like to ask it in a magic wand type way. That So what you're about to say would come true. Where would you be in five years? In five years, I would like to be, you know, um, out there 
singing my music, sharing it, and helping others. Mm-hmm. And one of my big goals would be someday to sing at the Grand Ole Opry because that would be awesome. That is major, you know. If you ever mm-hmm. make it there, you can just write it down. You've made it because anybody <laughs> yep. that's anybody yeah. has performed at the Grand Ole Opry, and that's kind of like one of my goals. I would love to one day stand in that little circle where so many have stood, you know, that that uh, sang their songs. Mm-hmm. And share the world. I would like to do that. That is, re- I love that answer. Um, if there was one song out there that would describe your life, what song would that be? One song. Wow, <laughs> that would be hard to pick. <laughs> I love so many songs, and there's so many songs to touch your life. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, wow It, it would be hard to get to a lot of people Yeah This this is one I hadn't really Thought about I know what, what the saddest song in the world To me is Was uh, George Jones's He Stopped Loving Her Today mm-hmm. That oh, yeah. is one of the saddest mm-hmm. songs There ever were you know, but there are mm-hmm, so yeah. many good songs uh, and so many artists that I love. You know, I used to also mm-hmm. listen to Lee Harris, you know, and um, I, I'm just kind of like I have so many gospel and so many country <laughs> that I love. You know, it would be just really hard for me to pick one. <laughs> That's fine. But I've so got a lot say- of... Yeah. You know, I'll fly away is one of them. I'll fly away. There you go. <laughs> so let's say you had a friend that could sing, and they've they've done just a couple shows, but they feel like music is where they're supposed to be. What advice would you give them to help guide them the next two, three, four years? What advice? I would say get somebody that's going to support you and help you along the way. You know, get a get a good record label that's gonna back you. Get get the uh, help you need. To uh, one of the biggest things that's hard is tearing down, packing up, and leaving. You know, there's nothing mm-hmm. worse than haul your equipment, set it up, perform, then tear it down, take it back to the truck, whatever, <laughs> get the next place. You need a lot of support there because there's a lot of work involved, you know, Mm -hmm. and it takes a big team. Mm -hmm. So you need to get that team together before you really, you know, set out on your journey. Yeah. Because it's going to take several people. (laughs) So (laughs) as we get to this last last question here, um, is there a question out there that you wish hosts like us would ask but never do? A question that I wish you would ask the artist. Yeah, basically, you know, you've been you've done interviews now, probably quite a bit of them. Is there any question that you wish people who interview you would ask about, but they never do? Hmm. 
That is a very good question. I guess, you know, what gives us the drive to keep going on? And, you know, I usually ask that, and I forgot that one. I can't believe yeah, I left uh, that one right. out. That's right. That is. So, <laughs> so what drives you? What drives you right now? I'm glad you said that because I, I yeah. asked that. I That's one question I ask in every episode, and somehow I missed mm-hmm. that one on my seat. So what drives you? What, what, what drives Bethany? Well, it's, uh, it's that, you know, wanting to be heard, wanting to share what you got to share with everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, share that love, mm-hmm. share that message. That's what we want to get out there, you know. Mm-hmm. We, want, we want to connect. The greatest thing an artist can do is to connect with their audience. Yep. That is, yes. That's sweet. If you connect with them and and they feel like, you know, that your song touched them or you see somebody in the crowd crying. I know one time I was singing, you know, for one of my cousins and there wasn't a lot of people there. It was just her. And I looked at her and she was crying. And I thought, man, I must be doing a bad job. And after I got, she said, oh, that was beautiful. She says, you know, I've never, ever, you know, had that song affect me that way or mm-hmm. or uh, some given chill. You know. mm-hmm. If you know you connect and cause somebody to cry or get chills, you know you did something right. You know yep. you connect. That's what it's all about. Oh, yes. That's it what is. makes it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So, this is the, so this is the self-promotion time. Tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Okay, they can find me. You know, they can go to my web page, uh, www.bethanycaudill.com. Bethanycaudill.com. You can go to my website and see my schedule, see where I'm going to be. You can uh, get my music on Spotify, uh, iTunes. You can check me out on YouTube. I'm also on ReverbNation.com. I just, just, if you want my music, it's out there. I even have uh, pictures, glow-in-the-dark pics with my name on them, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to find me, just uh, go to BethanyCaudel.com. And, of course, my record label is uh, Nashville Entertainment Weekly Records. Uh, and TJ Cates and I really appreciate this opportunity of being on your show and uh, appreciate all the listeners out there and I wish y'all nothing but the best thanks I'm looking forward to having you again down the road thank you and hopefully this uh, nightmare that we're all living through right now will pass yep amen to that Entertainers can get out there mm-hmm. and entertain the crowds. You know, it's it's really a hard time right now for entertainers, and for everyone yeah. has to be in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it's hard. Right. Most definitely, we all just got to just you know we're in this together, and we all just got to be mm-hmm. strong and take care of one another. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. it was great having you on the show, and we will be in touch soon. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, and I appreciate all that you do for us and playing our music, and and uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful week. You too. Talk to you later. You too. Bye. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, you know, as always, go find her website. Yeah, she said go support her if you like her music and all that. And tomorrow we're bringing back our State of the Music Business podcast. So we're actually doing two shows tomorrow. Tomorrow, our, our, the State of the Music one will be at 12 o'clock, and the, the second one will be at 2. But the State of the Music Business, we actually have an artist who's also a radio personality. So that should be interesting because, again, if you remember the State of the Music Business, we bring executives on the business side of music. And so it's going to be interesting since she's kind of on both sides. I mean, she's not like an executive, but she, she is a radio personality. So she sees both sides and she's an artist. So that should be an interesting take on, on the whole music business as a whole. But anyway, we will see y'all tomorrow. <laughs>